When the sun shines high, Christmas lights are unneeded. In the darkness of winter, Christmas lights and Christmas joy are bright and loud and beautiful. And needed. It has always been this way. As easy as it may be to imagine the first Christmas through a sparkly and sentimental lens, with some Unitarian ministress plinking trite melodies on the piano's most annoying keys, to imagine a beloved young bride holding a fat-cheeked son as her gentle husband gazes on in adoration, the truth is nothing like a tidy stable set in a northern European snow globe. It is nothing like any nativity scene ever sold. The truth involves more struggle, more darkness, more oppression, more grief. The truth is a scandalous young woman sweating and groaning and straining while her older, angel-scolded husband plays clumsy midwife with hard, calloused, unclean, and splintered hands. The truth is a cave stable smelling of afterbirth and blood and manure. The truth is an exhausted virgin mother surviving her ordeal only to have her crude sanctuary invaded by coarse men from the fields, come to rouse her. Strangers smelling of sheep barging into her makeshift birthing room on the invitation of angels to gape at her blood, the gore of her battle, her baby. The truth is genocide, the slaughter of innocents, Egyptian exile, wandering wizards, and somehow, against all odds, joy, the joy that would change everything. As you hang your lights in these dark days, as you decorate your tree and wrap undeserved gifts for those you love, remember that what you do is rebellion, rebellion against the darkness, against joyless despair, against the slaughter of innocents, the oppression of tyrants, and the folly of bureaucrats. That is what Christmas is, and what it always has been. Joy shines brightest in darkness, and the darkness is shattered. Joy always wins. In these darkening times, may your joy be an eruption. May your Christmas cheer burn unquenchably bright. May you be raucous and bold and overflowing in your giving, never sour in your embrace of abstract truths. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called. Merry Christmas from New St. Andrews College. This season erupt. Kind of moving into Easter already. This is Behold the Lamb of God. Oh, this is Easter? Yeah. You know Messiah. You know, hand of goes, Messiah. I mean, goes from Christmas to Easter. I got you. This is still Christmas time, though. But the Lamb of God was born at Christmas. That's true. So we'll take it. Happy Monday. Welcome to Cross Politics on the Fight, Laugh, Feast Network. Pastor Toby Chuck Knox on the, on the water Monday? boy. It's Monday. Monday. Believe it or not. Yesterday. Already. Yesterday. Um, so wow. I, I did something I've never done before. Um, I, I there were so many jokes I could have jumped in right ah! now. Oh, they all rushed in my head. I uh, I uh, for Advent, you know, I'm trying to, you know, as my kids get older, you're trying to change up Advent, you know. Yeah. Uh, um, uh, and yesterday, I think somebody's. Uh, oh, trying to that's my it. dentist. Oh, okay. Are, are you okay? Oh, I'm good. Yeah, time. yeah. Does he know we're doing a show? Maybe he's can. I'm supposed to meet with him after Obviously the show. Obviously, he doesn't so. watch the show. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> 
And I uh, wish he could have done my horse's teeth because my horse probably still be. Oh, that's never mind. A oh, joke for not here. Bringing up the um, horse. Yep. And uh, I took my family to go see monster trucks up in Spokane. For monster Advent. Truck. For Advent. Yeah, a little Advent. A little funny Advent thing. <laughs> What's on your Advent calendar? Yeah. What does it have and to do with monster Advent? trucks? It was just like something different, special, you know, just kind of shaking. Children, it up. we light the third candle yep. and we go to monster we trucks. We go to monster trucks. <laughs> It's like, Neil would have loved it because it's like WWF for trucks. <laughs> what does it have to do with Christmas? Uh, um, because family time. Family time. Family time. And, and Jesus gave us trucks to the world. Big trucks. Yeah, big, big trucks. The Magi were Man. thinking about this I'm is, riding on no. big trucks. I'm, I'm this is why you. people don't like what we do with Christmas. <laughs> yep. This is why people don't like us. That's funny, Toby. <laughs> That's funny. It's hey, Christmas. wait, real quick. We got Jennifer Say coming up on oh. on on the show. She's Jennifer's former CEO of or close of, to Mar- of chief Levi's. marketing instructor of, Le- of Levi's, and was kind of booted out for the woke and p- pandemic views and everything. Man. Anyways, she's coming up. Fantastic yeah. interview. Also, it's Christmas, so you should. Do we mention our, it was Christmas? So you should join our club. And when you're not going to monster car truck shows, we should get a cross politic monster should, truck. You should join mm. our club. During December, the first 75 people to upgrade or join our gold or platinum club membership will get our 32-ounce Kodiak Christmas water bottle in that bright Santa red. Oh, man. Look at that engraving. It looks great. Beautiful. Man, I've been drinking out of it. Imagine if we had a monster truck, like red and... (laughs) With engraved on it, cross-politic. Yeah, be amazing. By... Also, oh, also, you also get a free subscription to our Fight, Laugh, Feast magazine when you gold do, and platinum. When you gold do the platinum. same upgrade right. or join yeah. at gold or platinum. Yeah. By joining the Fight, Laugh, Feast army, not only will you be aiding in our fight to take down secular and legacy media, but you also get access to content placed in our club portal, such as past shows, mm-hmm. all our conference talks, and exclusive content for club members that you won't be able to find anywhere else. Mm-hmm. Lastly, you'll also get discounts for our conferences. We don't have the big money of woke media. And so our club members are crucial in this fight. So join the movement, join our army, sign up today at fightlaughfeast.com. And when and when you sign up, I mean, we're just suspended from YouTube again this week. Oh, that's right. Oh, so when, yeah. when when you sign up, I mean, you really are helping us get we around did. the gatekeepers that are trying to just tell the truth. You know, that's all I, we're doing. I would love to see YouTube's. You know, the the cracking from YouTube. Uh, uh, like, you, like you, what's happening you on want, Twitter you right want now? Elon to buy I, I don't know. If Elon has another fifty billion to put it's out a, there. Hey, can I ask a question real quick? Is did yeah. you do that thing to your collar on purpose or is that an accident? Because I'm trying to figure out how I love you through what this. I, what I do? Your, your, collar. your suit collar. Yeah, yeah, did you? It's, um, it's like it's like, it's like up turned like this. up. Like are you, you like an undercover? Do you want to turn that back down? You're, you're undercover. There we go. Oh, okay. I didn't know if that was like a fashion thing because we had the people from Levi coming on. I don't want them to be looking and say, "Oh, you don't have no." That's good. All right, so you know Victor Boat. A boot. Is it boot, boot. or boot? I, I, boot. 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 Victor Boot, you know, he was our exchange, foreign exchange student that we released <laughs> back to, to Russia in exchange for <laughs> Brittany Griner. <laughs> foreign exchange. That's kind of how it is. Our gun lord. Foreign yeah, exchange. Yeah. Uh, he's released. He's already dealer already, of he's, death. He's, he's, his, his, dealer, yeah. his merchant, of, merchant death. of death. Yeah. He's already talking about getting involved in the Ukraine war. So oh, you right. know, we release this guy. We're paying for the Ukraine war. We lease him yeah. to go fight against us. I yeah. mean, it just well, he's right, right on schedule. Right on schedule. Yeah, yeah, right. But uh, when he was released from prison, he's already been doing his interviews in Russia. Right. And and I found these comments kind of insightful from the dude. Listen to this. You know, every you know. 
American I met in a prison who is uh, from rural area. That I did not kill. Was very easy to deal with. He has no problem with Russia. And he was curious about Russia, despite all propaganda. They're losing their Christian values. They're losing their families. They're losing literally their countries. It's not anymore the same country. We knew America, who used to be a model for entire world and lead and be an example, you know, like they say, a shiny town on the, you know, sparkling town on a hill. So close. And this is, of course, pity. It was a strong country who was really a, you know, industrial might, you know, this one. And look, for 30, 40 years, deindustrialization, drug problem, crime waves. You can understand, and I feel more empathy to American after this experience than I would feel any hate. He even says in this interview that it's hard to be white in America, you know? So, oh, wow. um, but I don't know. You smell that? Yeah, that, that's, that's bait. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's, no, I don't, I don't think everything yeah, he's yeah, saying yeah, yeah, here yeah. is 100% fact. I mean, like his whole, you know, uh, rural America is sympathetic to Russia. Highly doubt that. He's uh, in prison. I, he, he's doing a little propaganda run for rural folks for who are like, we, we lose not Christian values. He's in prison. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah. like, yeah, man, I'm telling you, when I was out there, I'm in here because I wasn't praying enough. You know what I mean? Yeah. Hey. Sparkle on a heel. Sparkle, sparkle on a heel. What do we say, sparkle? This is, this stinks. But it, and, and, it does. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. That's, that's like, um, and, you know, like, um, What's the guy's name that did the the sex studies at, at um, uh, Indiana in University? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Indiana. Uh, uh, Ken Powell's with Kinsey? Nazis. Kinsey. He Kinsey. did these yeah. studies on all these. Alfred like, Kinsey. Yeah, all, all these sexual perver- perverts. That's where he did his studies yeah. on, which has been the bedrock for a bunch of sexual statistics in our country right. since mm-hmm. then. Just it's just yep. nuts. It's like yep. doing your studies on criminals, right? Right. On on, what, on what's going on. Yeah. But the, the the thing about it that everybody's picking up on, because this clip has already made its way around Twitter, was how fast they got this out, first of all. So, you know, you know, <laughs> he touches down yeah. and they're like, all right, now here goes your book. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, OK, yeah. now this is what you get to say. We already know yeah. they know us, though, well enough to know what's actually going to resonate yeah. with us. And yeah. the sad part about this is that a lot of that is is yeah. it's true. People are understanding and feeling the pinch from the wokeness and the. You know, the, the way that there are reverse racism. He talks about this and he's like, reverse racism is actually a thing in America right yeah. now. Uh-huh. And it's a real issue. Yeah. People are yeah. feeling it. And but what's happening is that the fact that he's sympathizing with you. My mom talked about this uh, back in the day. I think it was like 69, 70. There was a push from communists and socialists to try and get inside of black culture and black people. Uh-huh. And they were doing it before that, by the way. Uh, W.E. Du Bois. They, yeah. He was after they was after him to come check yeah. it out. Now, that was earlier. Yeah. But. There was a push. She told me about this, that she was like 19 or 20, and she went to an event where they had this thing laid out, had these brochures. Come check out socialism and communism just so you can see it treats black people better. And it, they did this push to get us there, and they use kind of like this. You wouldn't be dealing with this over there. Yeah. Or with if you brought this or start having this worldview, you would have a different outcome. Right. And so this is the same. Guys, we are seeing the exact same thing, this sort of um manipulation to say man look how bad things are and you know if you embraced us yeah, mother cause, russia because russia really loved american principles 30 40 years ago <laughs> yeah, yeah they really loved they yeah, were so right, grateful yeah. for that's them. that's why we were in the 
Oh, that's right. The Cold War. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Come on okay. now. Yeah. Just, just, I mean, for a second, right. like if you just think for a yeah. second, you, yeah. Oh, yeah, man. This is so true. He's so yeah. right or about it. He's talking us. about crime in America. But I mean, they, right, yeah. You know. They want to destroy <laughs> right. you. Do you Merchant understand? Merchant of death. Yes. Yeah. And this is coming from him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is not the I, guy we want to be taking advice from. I have pity. From. I have pity. Yeah. Things yeah. are so much better over here. <laughs> well, okay. and then, and then something came up on our radar uh, this, this past week. Uh, um, is this, Basically, an advertising video okay. for um, incubating your baby. No, so where right. a, a mom didn't have to have the baby in it's a womb worse, anymore. It's worse than that. It, it, not well, not yeah. just incubating a baby. Yeah, watch this. Introducing Ectolife, the world's first artificial womb facility powered entirely by renewable energy. Ectolife allows infertile couple to conceive a baby and become the true biological parents of their own offspring. It's a perfect solution for women who had their uterus surgically removed due to cancer or other complications. Yeah, that's why they're that's why they're doing it. That's all. Yeah. Ectolife, premature births and C-sections will be a thing of the past. Ectolife is designed to help countries that are suffering from severe population decline, including Japan, Bulgaria, South Korea, and many others. Don't mention China. How come they're all white babies? Features oh, there's a black one in there. Did you see what? Each state-of-the-art lab can accommodate not, up to 400 growth pods or artificial wombs. Every pod is designed to replicate the exact conditions that exist inside the mother's uterus. Exact conditions. A single building can incubate up to 30,000 lab-grown babies per year. Ectolife allows your baby to develop in an infection-free environment. The pods are made of materials that prevent germs from sticking to their surfaces. Every growth pod features sensors that can monitor your baby's vital signs, including heartbeat, temperature, blood pressure, breathing rate, and oxygen saturation. The artificial intelligence-based system also monitors the physical features of your baby and reports any potential genetic abnormalities. Oh, then we can flush it. And then what? There it goes. Oh, that's a. The uh, pods are equipped with a screen that displays real-time data on the developmental progress of your baby. These data are sent directly to your phone, so you can track your baby's health from the comfort <laughs> of your own. The app also provides you with you can a still have a baby and have an intimate view of your baby's marriage. Is that what that was depicting? A special section in the app allows you to watch a time lapse of your baby's growth and share it directly with your loved ones. There's a full video. Yeah, that's, oh, wow. that's not even. And, and the we're whole... sure this is not. What could go wrong, Toby? Like, it's not a spoof. Like, it's not a spoof. It's not a because like it's so bad. Ectolife. I mean, I've seen this movie. Uh, called a, The Matrix? It's a horror movie. <laughs> iRobot? <laughs> yeah, iRobot. I mean, like, like. Demolition Man? Well, all of them. Yeah. I mean, we're. So you have to have a broken cosmology for this to even make its way into to visuals like this, right? Like, you have to have that. One of the other things is, like, they've already Man, been we're, testing we're this. Stupid. They, um, <laughs> we are stupid. Th- this is not far fetched. We are mm. idiots. Absolutely. We, th- we, yeah. They've already done this with mice, by the way. Yeah. And rabbits. Right. So they've been able to right. replace them. I mean, the, already... the only thing that's sort of the, the tiny, tiny little sliver of silver lining on this big black shadow uh-huh. is the fact that they're showing babies develop. 
those are babies. And they said babies over and over again, not protoplasm and not, you know, mm-hmm. uh, what, whatever they call them. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Materials of conception or, you know, you're choice. right about that. I mean, that's the silver light, but I'm like, you know, it's, it's big black. Uh, start, start playing the video again, Haley, play the video again. Cause I think you're right. You're, you're right. That, that is at least a part of the, but it's, uh, but it's, but, it's evil. But one thing that they, the world can't seem to do is this thing, what, what poetry does, it's able to hold both things together and make it beautiful, right? Whatever they're doing to try and say, oh, at least a baby's developing, notice what the woman is. Right. It's a machine. Right. Notice right. what they've done to women. That's they've good. mechanized women. Right. Yeah. This is exactly what C.S. Right. Lewis was talking about. Right. Where, you know, we have these mechanized reality or we have a symphonic reality. Right. That machine, they said that we can duplicate in every way, just like Your a woman. Yeah, just like God. What have you, you, know you said? No, you can't. You can't play God. Right. You can't play God. And what you've said about a woman that you can just right. manipulate. and right. that There are things that God has put inside her. I'm just thinking about this. Her body turns Oreo cookies and steak into milk. Right. You know, right. God right. made yeah. that. Right. And he did yeah. it so that her body would be connected to this human being. You can't remake that. Right. Our yeah. women aren't machines. The ecto right. well, That's not what women are. That's right. a trans woman is yeah. what that, that is. That's exactly yeah. right. Well, that's right. And, 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 you're, and you're turning, and then they're turning babies into the products of industrialization. Yeah. That's right. Like not, that's not, right. A, not we're in a family with a mother and a father. Um, we, even where there are places where medical, modern medical science can help preserve mm-hmm. life, its mm-hmm. job is to try to cut with the grain of nature, the Come way God now. made the mm-hmm. world, which it means as much as possible, um, that child developing in his mother's womb with a mother and a father. Yeah. Um, and, but in a world where, um, you know, Dave Rubin is um, yeah. storing chest freezers uh, full of breast, breast milk. cosmology is broken, I right? mean, you, you got a bunch of Christians who are probably thinking, yeah, but what about the girl without a uterus? Yeah. And, and, and we need to... By biblical thinking Christians need to see no, th- this is completely unnatural. Yeah. This this is an abomination. Right. The other thing here is, you know, if you're having a problem with them fight or fight, or you're fighting with the government right now about whether or not who owns the children. Oh, right. Just so you know, thinking like this is no. shell, selling your shares of your children. Oh, yeah. Right. No. And this, part, is a, this is a whole new plantation. Right, right. Is what <laughs> oh, that is. Yeah. That is a, whole, a plantation. Yeah. yeah. And, and and this is and th- this. I mean, we're going to talk to Jennifer Say in just a second. Yeah. Yeah. About corporate America going woke and the way that that has played havoc on our morals. Yeah. Yeah. This is just more of that. And what scares me, Pastor, is I wonder if we have the wisdom and the biblical wherewithal. We don't. Ah, We don't. Well, thanks. But it is Christmas. (laughs) So there's hope for the world. That's right. That's right. But (laughs) there's Jesus. That's right. More across politics coming up next. Hi, I'm Robert Borton, CEO of Classical Conversations, the world's largest classical Christian homeschooling community. I'm launching a new podcast, Refining Rhetoric. If you like cross-politics or just listen to hear what crazy stuff they're saying today, you will enjoy Refining Rhetoric. You can find us on your favorite podcast platform. I practice the 15 tools of learning by interviewing great guests, looking at current events, and talking about cryptocurrency. Home. It's where you build your legacy, where traditions are started, seeds are planted, meals are shared, and stories are told. We are Chris Natalie Carpenter, owners of Story Real Estate, and our team of top agents helps people find homes in Moscow, Idaho, and around the country. Have you thought about a move? Contact us to get connected with a top agent who shares your values and puts your family first. Or reach out to us about our Moscow Relocation Guide. Wherever you're looking to go, we can help you find home. 
Call us at Story Real Estate or visit us at storyrealestate.com and start building your legacy. It's our Advent music. Well, since you're going to like Monster truck Jam, ro- truck rodeos. <laughs> no, truck rodeos. Welcome right. back to Cross Politic on the Fight Lafayette Network. Today's culture shifts like sand, but New St. Andrews College is established on Christ. The Immovable Rock. It's a premier institution that forges evangelical leaders who don't fear or hate the world. Guided by God's word, they take the world back because they're equipped with the genius of classical liberal arts Mm. and God-honoring wisdom. Thanks to a faculty dedicated to academic rigor and to God's kingdom. Find out more today at nsa.edu. We're very grateful to have with us right now Miss Jennifer Say. I need her. I need to see what the rest of it says. Author of Levi's Unbuttoned, the woke mob took my job but gave me my voice. Began working at Levi Strauss in 1999, rising to chief marketing officer and then global brand president. In January 2022, she was asked to resign because of her public opposition to the extended closure of San Francisco's public schools. Wow. She's a mother of four and now resides in Denver with her family. But before... We welcome her officially, and I, and I ask her the first question. We wanted to set the stage with this. Introducing Levi Woods, sizeless, style-neutral, gender non-conforming denim for a generation that defies labels. But if you're not woke, it's bad. What's my size? Why don't you try asking me about my accomplishments? <laughs> you getting this yet? The jeans are woke. Whoa! Do they come in men's and women's? Nah. Do they nah. come in person? What do you think? That's why Woke's got Unifly. 180 degrees of gender nonconformity. <laughs> My jeans let me decide how I go to the bathroom. Do so yours. good. What don't you get? They woke. Woke. Get woke. Are my wokes made in some factory by Indonesian kids? Nah, they're made right here in the USA. By white kids. <laughs> woke. <up. laughs> Levi Wokes, available exclusively at Ross. <laughs> Ross. Jennifer, Wait. did you produce that commercial? You were there. I know. Isn't, yeah. isn't it the best? It's so funny. That's I have a whole chapter in the book about, about that. So that was an essence, a Saturday Night Live skit mm-hmm. in 2017. Mm-hmm. And I rediscovered it recently. But when it first ran, I should make a note here. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. I thought it was hilarious. I mean, I thought it was so funny, but my, excuse me, I have a little cold. That's my okay. phone was blowing up. <clears throat> uh, people worried about me and my job. Like they're making fun of us. They're making fun of the ads we do. And I was like, but it's funny. It let's, <laughs> we'll be in on it. Let's make some of these wokes and send them to the cast. We can be in on it. We can make fun of ourselves. Um, but what's so ironic about it now, it was, it was so spot on then, but now just five years later, I don't think they would do that now. Right, they wouldn't yeah. mock it. It's it's too serious now. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> you know, the woke stances, but they had it right then. Right. It was that that was funny. Jennifer, why in the world would your views on whether <clears throat> schools are open or not threaten your job at Levi? Well, where do you live? Idaho. We're in Idaho. <laughs> okay. So if you lived in California, San Francisco specifically, in yeah. 2020 and 2021, 
the only acceptable virtual uh, virtuous view to hold was that public schools needed to stay closed. If you thought differently, you were a very evil person that wanted to murder poor children and teachers. <laughs> that was the view. Now, private schools were open right. in the fall of 20. My peers all sent their kids to in-person school, private. My kids go to public. But it was this, I mean, I can't even describe the sort of fervence with which uh-huh. people upheld this view that the schools needed to stay closed. Children were dangerous disease vectors and would murder all the teachers. And anyone who said otherwise was evil wow. and racist and a very bad person. And I kept saying, that's not true. The schools need to open. They're open in Sweden and Denmark and all across Europe. And you're all sending your kids to school. And the data shows that children are at little to no risk, but the harms from closures are great. But that was the narrative. Um, Gavin Newsom, the governor of California, kept the schools closed for 18 months. Playgrounds were closed for nine months, outdoor playgrounds, which in the city, every you need, no one has a yard, right. you know? And so children were just the most restricted among among us mm-hmm. and they were they had the most to lose you know from all these restrictions and i was very outspoken about it and i was warned repeatedly over the course of two years and i was eventually told there was no place for me were, in the company were you able to have uh this has been i think one of the difficult things in all this i don't think i can really have rational dialogue with the shutdown pro shutdown population were you able to have rational dialogue with your executives <laughs> and your colleagues and Everyone involved. That's a good. That's a great question. I tried my darndest. Right. Uh, you know, I have a very um, rational, calm demeanor. Um, I don't know if I learned it as a woman in business. You know, it doesn't go well if you start screaming at everybody all the time. <laughs> so, you know, I tend to use data to support my opinions, my views. Um, you know, I was presenting myself in a very rational, diplomatic way. I wasn't calling anyone names. Now, we weren't really having these conversations at work. I didn't, we didn't talk about it at work other mm. than when I was scolded and encouraged to stop. This was what I did outside of work, which is all the more reason it should be, you know, allowable. Mm. Um, but no, you couldn't have a rational conversation about lockdowns. I mean, the context with which we spoke about lockdowns was as it pertained to our business. Mm-hmm. You know, our stores were closed. That was very difficult. You know, how were we going to keep distribution centers running mm-hmm. and shipping product? What were the right safety protocols? Could we open our office? Nobody, everyone refused to go in the office. My understanding is they're still refusing. This is three years in. Oh, um, that was the context. We didn't talk about it as a group as an executive team in the virtual office other than when i was scolded by those appointed to scold me (laughs) was there was there any um uh recourse where you could you know kind of sue for wrongful termination or or something along those lines well that's a that's a good question too i quit technically so um you know i was told in january after they did a background check on me and my husband what? so i was also getting in trouble for my things my husband was saying who doesn't work there never worked there and they decided based on the background check while there were no you know i had never done anything illegal or committed any crimes or financial indiscretions my social media was too 
problematic. I'm not sure that's the word they use, but something like that. And so I was no longer a candidate for CEO, which meant I couldn't stay in my current job as brand president because that's the you know succession role. Um, and and so I was offered severance, a lot of money. I was offered a million dollars in severance, but that comes with a non-disclosure agreement. Yep. And I did not want to sign a non-disclosure agreement. I didn't want the hush money. I wanted to be able to write this book mm. and talk about the censorship and the illiberalism and right. the viewpoint discrimination that's happening inside woke companies because I think it's really dangerous. Hey, so I have to ask, so you must have, you know, this is it kind of all crystallized in this moment where you're saying, hey, maybe kids would do better in school, you know, <laughs> being taught, being educated. What was leading up to that that you saw that you can connect, that you can directly tie to wokeness in this particular? Because it seemed like it's being woke. It's like, no, we don't want our kids to go to school. But somehow you tie this particular thing to wokeness. So what was happening before that that crystallized this moment? That's a that is a question I have been pondering for the last three years. How did the woke view become this view that actually harmed the people that the wokesters say they're helping? Right. You know, I mean. It harmed lower income people, certainly lower income children, um, black and brown children in the public schools, disproportionately small business owners. You know, it harmed the people with less. Right. The people with more did fine. They stayed home and they did their Zoom and they sent their kids to private school. And I think it's a really it's confusing to me because <laughs> it should never have been the left wing view. If we if we if we accept that sort of woke views are the left wing or quote unquote progressive views, this should never have been that. But it became political. And I think at least in part, it's because Trump said the schools needed to open in the summer of mm. 2020. I don't think that's the whole story, but I think it certainly has a lot to do with it. And even though major organizations like the American Academy of Pediatrics had said before he said this, Schools need to open. As soon as he said it, they retracted. Mm. And so left-wing opposition to Trump sort of demanded that the progressive view was to keep schools closed, to keep poor children safe. That wasn't actually what was happening. To you know, it was also the view of the teachers' unions. They had outsized influence. Mm. But what mm. what disturbed me throughout is. I mean, I come from the left. I, I wouldn't necessarily describe myself that way anymore. I don't really feel like my values changed. I feel like I upheld the values that I always said I cared about. I cared about protecting children and giving them opportunity. That's what I cared about, you know, and I'd right. had a history of that and advocacy for children, you know, prior to this. So, and I sent my kids to public schools. I didn't think of myself as someone too good for public schools. You know, I wanted my kids to be part of the community that they were being raised in. So I think the left, and, you know, maybe you always thought this, but for me, it was <laughs> somewhat eye-opening. I, I just came to realize they never cared about any of these values. It was all sort of a pose, if you will. Um, and I think that's what the skit gets at so well. It's just like yeah. a costume. So people like them, but when it gets down to it, they don't care at all. They just 
that it's a way to avoid scrutiny so they can just keep taking all the money for themselves. So, so would you say that you were, so when, when did Levi become woke? When do you think they became woke? Because my question I want to get at is, were you just a part of that and didn't think that there was any difference there? And then something happened where you're like, wait a second, how are we diverging here when it comes to children? So I guess, were you a part of being woke and then somehow, you know, you diverged at a particular point or did Levi... You know. Well, I think, you know, the company, we, we always use this phrase, profits through principles. So I think mm. in the history of Levi Strauss and company, I think they tried to do right by their employees. And I was very proud of some of the things they'd done. You know, I think they'd taken bold stances and sometimes the business has su- had suffered for it. So they integrated factories before the law required it. Employees complained. They did it in the 50s, but mm. it was the right thing to do. Um they, that's the best example. There's yeah, other yeah, examples, yeah, yeah, yeah. but that's a good example. And I was always really proud of that. And I told these stories and it made me proud to work there, but it was always about internal, how we could take care of employees and treat all employees equally. But sometime in the mid 2010s, and I was part of this, we started to amplify some of those causes and things we cared about. And that was fine. I was kind of okay with that. Um, you know, we, some of our women's campaigns were really about, you know, women's empowerment, not just the fit of the jeans, but both, you know, but then in 2020, it all went haywire. Mm-hmm. It, it just went crazy. It sort of happened slowly. And then all at once. And as we led up to 2020, I kept saying, we need to be careful. We have to focus on the business. We need to focus on the product. We can't make it all about causes. We need to do right by our employees. That's always a principle and a value. But as far as how we communicate to the world, we have a lot of different fans with a lot of different views. So let's stay focused on what drives our business. But it just, it's like the horse was out of the barn. And then in the summer of 2020 with the, BLM protests and George Floyd and everybody, you know, decrying their privilege and committing to equality that became sort of the focus of our efforts. And yet at the same time, opening schools would have done more for equality than any, you know, than me, than me doing anti-racism training all day long, which I had to do a lot of. Right. Now, Jennifer, um, so I, I graduated from University of Idaho. We live in a town called Moscow, Idaho. It's a, it's a, it's a college town. Um, I grew up a, a conservative Christian, was born in Texas, um, which you might know as the promised land. And um, but I, but I, I feel, was just there. Yeah, very nice. Now, I, but I feel like for, you know, all my life, I've been kind of against leftist, uh, even I, we call it leftism now, which is, I would say, maybe like a far uh, a, a liberalization of a leftism is is a f- leftist liberal. You know, it's, it's, it, it, they've gone even farther. And I, I, I've been against uh, dem- the Democratic Party. I've been against leftism, um, even, you know, the mild forms of it. And then now I've, I find myself kind of being friends with like you and Elon Musk, you know, where all these, I would say maybe even more classical liberals, you're probably mo- maybe more in the classical liberal camp. And and I'm I'm kind of like, What's going on? What's going on? Yeah. Yeah. Why why are you on my show right now? (laughs) You and me both. Yeah. I just I just came back from Alice and I I did an interview with Glenn Beck and I'm like, oh my gosh, we agree on so much. This is so weird. (laughs) Um, I mean, I grew up 
I'd been a Democrat my entire voting life. I would have described myself as left of left of center. I grew up as a, I, I born Jewish, but self-avowed atheist. So yeah, you and I probably have very different upbringing. <laughs> but I think, I, 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 again, I mean, I, I, now I don't want any label. I don't, I, I, I don't want a list of rules I have to adhere to to belong to a certain group. I want to do what I think is right and uphold the values that I care about. I care about protecting kids. I, you know, have a long history. I was an elite athlete as a child, a gymnast. The sport is rife with abuse. No mm. one stood up for us. So I come by it honestly. You know, I know that a child that is in a bad, abusive situation does not really have a voice. And so I think it's incumbent upon us as the adults in the room to protect children, not to use them as shields, which is what just happened during COVID. Wow. Um, I mean, I, I could go on. I do believe in equality of opportunity. And I, um, I think a more diverse workforce makes for a better, stronger workforce. Diversity includes everything from political viewpoint, um, religious background, and yes, racial diversity and gender diversity. I believe in all of that because these are all the customers you're serving. So to have people with lots of different views internally is going to help you get to a better, I don't believe in it to check boxes, but to make your business stronger right. and to have these debates internally. Um, so again, I don't really think I've changed that much, but I eschew the labels now right. and I would describe myself as a classical liberal and I am a free speech absolutist for the most part. <laughs> Jennifer, do you have 10 minutes to stay around for a bit? Is that possible? Yeah, I'm sorry. I yeah, I'm love... sorry if I'm long-winded. No, 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 you're no, fine. No. I'm, I'm really intrigued by you and the conversation we're having. I have a couple questions that don't fit into our normal show time, but I would love to talk to you a little more. Um, thank you for coming on. Where can people buy your book at? You can get it the normal places like Amazon and BarnesandNoble.com, and you can buy it direct from the publisher at Levi'sUnbutton.com. Some people prefer that rather than yeah, they do the Amazon. Thank you. All Thank right. you so much for coming. You stick around. We'll, we'll talk in just a minute. You might want to have a club membership so you can come behind the portal and talk with us as well. If you're single, get married. If you're married, have you some kids. And if you have kids, go baptize them. Until tomorrow, love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. Go fight, laugh, and feast. This is Cross Politic. It is the duty of the free man to resist tyranny at every turn. Every man will either watch his freedom stripped away or take action to protect what he loves. Introducing the A3, the newest revolutionary body armor from Armored Republic. The A3 is the new standard for lightweight multi-hit body armor. A3 plates are incredibly light at 4.6 pounds. The patented design captures fragmentation while remaining multi-hit capable. The A3 will stop up to M80 ball, yet comes in at only 0.7 inches thick. The A3 is the thinnest NIJ.06 compliant or certified composite standalone plate that includes the drop test. The A3 is the first of its kind, patent pending, that combines an alloy strike face with polyethylene backing, revolutionizing body armor technology by providing strength and durability while remaining sleek and maneuverable. The A3 is the new standard in lightweight body armor. The fight against tyranny just got stronger. Putting off writing that proposal again? Yeah, we've been there. 
Proposal writing can be tough. It takes work, and if you're not careful, you can set up your company for failure. Well, that's where we come in. Smart Pricing Table is an innovative application that focuses on, well, the pricing table. Instead of a static document and constant back and forth, our platform creates interactive proposals that empower your prospects. Not sure if something is needed? Make it optional. Have complicated services that vary? Let your customer do the work with line item upsells. Have reoccurring services? Easy peasy. With Smart Pricing Table, you can create attractive proposals quickly. And our system is built for reuse, so you can get out of that hamster wheel. Give your customers choice and close deals quickly with Smart Pricing Table.